0: The Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9 30 a.m. and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Son as a murderer of an Egyptian soldier, Moses, now age 40, escaped from the Sinai to the land of Midian. And there in the desert, he discovered the family of a priest of Midian named Jethro, also known as Ruel or Hobab. Another 40 years pass, and we find Moses still in Midian where he tends his sheep. He has a wife named Zipporah, one of Jethro's seven daughters, and she has given him two sons, Gershom and Eleazar. On the day in Moses' 80th year, God speaks to him from a burning bush in Exodus chapter 3. And in that conversation, God tells Moses that he wants him to set his chosen people free from slavery in Egypt. Listen to a very small part of this conversation. Moses protests God's request, saying, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, What is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replies to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God is the perpetual now. God is the now of every yesterday, the now of today, and the now of every tomorrow. Hear this another way to say it. There is no former day where God was not now. There is no moment today where God is not now, and there is no day coming where God will not be now. God is, or as he himself declared it, I am. Pray with me as we begin the message this morning. Heavenly Father, we recognize that you are always with us now, here. These are small words that give us big truths. Help us to believe in your nowness for each of us and for all of us. Drive this message in a fresh way today into our minds and our hearts, into our thinking and into our feeling. May the words and the images shared in this morning be used by your Holy Spirit to give us an understanding and delight that indeed you are the light of the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. With the backdrop of I am, we enter into the I am declarations that Jesus makes in the Gospel of John. Last week, we looked at the first time Jesus said, I am, when he said, I am the bread of life, John 6.35. Today, we come to the next time Jesus says, I am. This time, he says, I am the light of the world, John 8.12 and John 9, five. He says it twice. The first time it was early in the morning. He comes to the temple in Jerusalem and a crowd gathers, wanting to hear more from him as he had taught them the day before. So he sits down and begins teaching them. We don't know what he was teaching them. All we know is that he is interrupted by some Pharisees and teachers of the law, along with a woman whom they say has been caught in the act of adultery. And they ask Jesus, This woman, caught in the act of adultery, the law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? Adding to the rudeness of the interruption, there is a long, long pause of silence. The legal people press Jesus to give them an answer. This is obviously a test. Jesus remains awkwardly silent and stoops to the ground either drawing or writing in the dirt at his feet. Finally, Jesus stands again and speaks, Let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Jesus stoops again and continues to write or draw in the dirt, and one by one the interrupters, the accusers, leave. Finally, Jesus stands and, looking for the woman, says, where are your accusers don't didn't even one of them condemn you no lord she said and jesus said neither do i go and sin no more it was then that the apostle john writes that jesus spoke again to the people saying i am the light of the world if you follow me You won't have to walk in darkness, because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus and the Pharisees are certainly operating under a different kind of light. The Pharisees' light is harsh, antagonistic, judgmental, punitive, controlling. Their light seeks to point out what is wrong with a person, with the intent to punish them. It is like the light of interrogation used in the old movies showing a bright bulb over the head or shining in the face of one who's being questioned by the police, the gendarme. In contrast, the light of Jesus indicates a care, a you matter, even if or when you've done wrong. Jesus is giving a perfect demonstration of what he said to Nicodemus in John 3. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. Apparently, light comes in a variety of forms and from many different sources. There is, for example, sunlight. There's moonlight. There's incandescent light. There's fluorescent light. And there's my favorite. There's candlelight. And light serves various purposes. Sunlight basically is food for plants. Nightlight, a feeling of security. Flashlight, finding your way in dark places. Blacklight, making light colors stand out. Strobe light, accentuating movement. X-ray light, seeing beneath the surface, the inside of things. So what does Jesus mean when he says, I am the light of the world? What kind of light is he talking about? I think he means that if we want to see the world we live in, including our life, if we really want to see God and what God intends life to be like for us and in us, we must come to him. We must come to his personal light. Come to the light that reveals his perspective on things. I think that the context of the next time Jesus says, I am the light of the world will help us see this better. Jesus is walking with his disciples, and they come upon a man who'd been born blind. He'd never seen the light of day. He'd never seen the faces of his family, let alone his own face. Oh, he saw, but only by touch or hearing or smell. Blind from birth, he was dependent, more dependent than most. He had a chronic disability. The truth is, we all have disabilities things we can't see, things we can't do, things we don't understand. We have obsessions, compulsions, addictions, as well as limitations. We all have disabilities. This man's disability was not a passing problem. It was not a stage he would get through finally. It was a never-ending, never-improving, depressing, debilitating blindness. But today, this man will have an encounter with Jesus, and this is a typical Jesus encounter. Jesus is going to work his power on one who has a chronic problem. Jesus opens his eyes for the very first time. Before he was blind, now he sees. Before he was disabled, now he is able. Before he lived in darkness, Now he lives in light. Before he was broken. Now he is whole. All kinds of lessons can be taught from the whole story of what happens here. This eye opening event was costly to this man and his family. You may not have thought about that before. You see, having chronic problems gives you place, even though there's dependency. Having chronic problems gives you power. Sympathy, pity, one of the most powerful positions in the world is to be pitied. My, what you can accomplish when you're being pitied. But for that day and for us on this day, there's the important point of what Jesus was doing and what he was saying. There's hope for our chronic ills, our obsessions, our compulsions, our addictions, We all have chronic ills, and we all share one specific chronic ill. We are born blind to God. We are born blind to seeing ourselves as God sees us. We are born blind to seeing life from God's perspective. We aren't born with cooperation. Cooperation must be taught. We aren't born with forgiveness. forgiveness. We must be instructed in it. Qualities like graciousness and compassion must be taught. They don't come naturally. Jesus came to the blind man. He muddied his eyes and told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And he came back seeing. Jesus seeks us out as he did this blind man, and he says to us, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, You won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Follow me. That's what Jesus asks us to do. In another conversation, the the scripture says, Jesus came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. They are reborn, not with physical birth, resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Believe me, accept me. That's what he asks us to do. Let me suggest an image that describes this, con- this concept. We walk into a restaurant, and it is only lit by candlelight. It's dark. I can't really see the decor, or lack of decor, but it's very romantic. My food looks, well, I can't really see it all that well, but it's romantic. And I know that in this romantic darkness, I look good. Let's face it, we all look good when it's a little bit dark. Suddenly, the light is turned on. There are spots on the wall. There are cobwebs in the corners and dust balls under the tables. The wart on my nose shows up for everybody to see. People are seen together who didn't want to be seen together. In a sense, Jesus' light is like a white glove test. For those who have believed in him, those who have received him in their life, accepting him, for those who know that he's a lover, a forgiver, a blesser, a rescuer, the light is not a problem. Even though there are spots, cobwebs, and warts in their lives, Jesus renews them. But for those who love their own way, who don't believe him, and haven't received or accepted him, the light is a problem. It reveals all their flaws. And they choose not to be renewed or rescued. They love the darkness. People living in the light are not perfect. Just honest in their imperfections and trusting Jesus to continue to rescue, heal, help, and guide them, because they believed and received and are following him. And then, of all things, Jesus goes on to say, You are the light of the world. Once I was blind, but now I can see. And the light of the world is Jesus, and his light. Is in me. May it be true for all of us. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, help us day after day to believe in Jesus as the light of the world. Help us, Father, day by day to receive Him as our Savior and as our Lord. Help us, Father, day by day to follow wherever He leads us. Help us, Father, day by day to shine his light of love and mercy upon all we meet. In his name I pray. Amen.